Oh my God, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it's the kind of culture that serves a dark and twisted mirror onto our own selves, uh, like even the Golden Girls. Uh, to this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. And now it's a special episode all about monsters. To win this battle, each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, maybe the great comebacks they wish that they had said in the moment, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on if maybe Dr. Frankenstein is actually himself the real monster when you think about it. More weight than a civilian's. You are listening to the Troubled Waters Halloween Extravaganza. Let's meet our guests. Our first contestant is a comic and the host of Pod Yourself a Gun. It's Matt Lieb. Hello, Matt. Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Well, you know, I didn't ask how you're doing, but uh, I'm glad that you are doing oh, well. Oh, I thought you asked how I was doing. No, no. I kind of just inserted that in my brain where you're going, how are you doing, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, your space is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a, uh, you know, it's a little recording studio at home. Uh, uh-huh. It's also where I sleep when my wife is mad at me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's it's beautiful. We've got some not neon, but some, you know, Yeah, light like little flourishes. LED lights, you know, LED they change flourishes. color. I can I I I have their voice activated so I can change uh the the lights if uh oh. you know, look at uh, Alexa Studio Blue. <sighs> You oh, see that? Boy. boy, oh boy. And then Alexa turns the studio blue. I love it. I love Alexa it. Alexa do, does everything that I that's ask. Fantastic. Unlike unlike my wife. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're having fun. Come on. Uh, producer Christian indicates that those are gamer lights. That's right. They are gamer they're, they're lights. They're gamer lights. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, welcome, Matt Lieb. Our second contestant, also a comic. She hosts Tasting Menu here in LA at the UCB Theater. Lizzie Cooperman, hello. It's nothing short of an honor. Oh, my God. It's so good to have you here. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sitting here next to my Honeycrisp candle mm. from Trader Joe's. I really just decided to go for it. I usually feel some resistance when it comes to the fall, you know, scented because I, you know, I feel that maybe I'm an Ugg boot away from a certain archetype. Yeah. Um, But, but, you know, I would say just embrace it. Embrace it as as a cozy cardigan would embrace each of us on a on a crisp afternoon. Oh, You you just made me feel warm. Yeah. I pissed well, myself. listen. Okay. Wait, did you just say you pissed yourself? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. That's what I heard. That's mm. what I heard. Well, I okay. heard how you doing, Matt. So sometimes well, we hear listen, things. Maybe uh, we're all, we're all, listen, we're all flawed human beings that's doing right. the best we can. Uh, all right. Listener, you've met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So players, if you are ready, this is our Halloween episode. We're switching it up a little bit. We have asked you to compete on behalf of a monster of your choosing. So 
let's get into it. Matt, who uh, who you got? Uh, well, I was initially thinking of uh, The Bride of Frankenstein. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a fun monster because it's rare that, you know, you've got, you got like the main monster, Frankenstein, and then you're like, his wife is also scary. I like that they're yeah. like a, a monster power couple, I guess. They really are. Yeah. They they should have what would their what would their like Benefer or Brand well, community? Yeah, uh, Frank and Bride or I, I don't Frank actually know. Yeah, what's oh. the Bride of Frankenstein's name? What about um, Bride? I guess it would just be Frankenstein. Yeah, it would just be oh, Frankenstein. Bridenstein. Like Mike Bridenstein. Mike Bridenstein. Who <laughs> oh, has boy. a great book out, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. he does. Yes, he does. Right off the bat, let's plug Mike Bridenstein. He's book. not here, but his book is everywhere. He's not- the perfect he amount of wrong about the alternative um, scene in Chicago in the mm, 90s. I yes. love, love it. it. Look at this. Look love what we're doing. It. Look how we are boosting our fellow artists yes. without even really meaning to. Yeah. It's that autumn magic, and it's really working. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Thank you, Matt. Lizzie, who you got? You know, I'm just going to go with a run-of-the-mill commercial-grade Cyclops. Mm. Yeah. And just why? Like classic Greek? I'm going classic Greek, but I'm kind of seeing just the face is more just one giant eye. Ooh. Oh. Like perhaps okay. instead of glasses, I wear glass. Glass. Mm. I wear contact. I, I, w- I, mm-hmm. I order one set from AccuView, moist. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you can really stretch your contact lens dollar that way. Yeah. yeah. You only uh, I mean, it does of, have to be, yeah. yeah, it has to be larger than usual because, you know, the eyes are oh, yeah. wide, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know if they charge out. by size of, like, material. I think they just charge by how many you get. So I think you're getting a deal if you're a Cyclops. Yeah, it's like a maternity-sized yeah. lens. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's time that we just all culturally come out of the closet and say that we all wish that we were a Cyclops. 100%. Right? I yeah. never used my depth perception. Yeah, I don't it's use so it. Dumb. Everyone's like, "Oh, about your so depth." Dumb. I don't know what how okay. to use that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good okay. at basketball, if that's what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I learned everything I need to know about depth perception from Grover when he was doing near and far. That's right. fine. I don't <laughs> right. really need to experience it anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Uh, Bridenstein versus Cyclops. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them ready as we move forward. <laughs> Let's start this show with Monster or Mons? Nah. It's spooky season. You have both chosen your monsters. But we want to put a little extra focus on some of the forgotten monsters in the world. So our writers have dug up some of the strangest beasts and ghoulies from folklore around the world and sprinkled them in with some creatures that they just made up. So you got to spot the fakes from the real ones. I mean, real, you know, by which I mean made up by... Ancient folklore, people, right, 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 right. Not by not by our writers like four days ago. Yeah. Okay. So if it really exists in the folklore tradition, please say monster. If you think we made it up, say monster. Nah. Okay. Bridenstein and Cyclops are your buzzing words. Keep them ready. All right. Number one, Akrabuamelu or the Scorpion Men. These Mesopotamian creatures, basically centaurs, but. Instead of horses' bodies, they have scorpions' bodies, and they're very tall. And they can kill just by making direct eye contact. Brian Stein. Stein. Or Mons- nah, yes, Matt. 
Uh, I'm saying Mons Nah. I was with it up until we got to the the Medusa powers, and I was like, why doesn't it just kill with its giant stinger? Like why <laughs> we huge giant stinger tail? Yeah, yeah, got a stinger tail. It's got two claws, and they're adding like uh, also it can look at you to death. And it's like, yeah. all right, what are we doing? Look, yeah, yeah. It, it's also yeah. It's like Kristen Chenoweth. It, it looks at, it looks at you so <laughs> intensely that you just die. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't think there was a Christian Chenoweth like ancient Mesopotamian monster. I feel like mm-hmm. uh feel like that's monster. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There was. What? Uh, they were, yep, they were uh first described in the Babylonian creation myth. Oh, so there you go. We've all learned something today. Ah, I wish yeah. I had read the Babylonian creation myth in its entirety, but I just skimmed it. You know, when you're talking about... Well, it is being adapted for a Netflix original. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Lizzie. When you were talking about vision, I just realized I don't know what my power is as a Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Just half, but Easy to kill, I think. Easy to kill. It's easy to kill me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their power is other than being, like, kind of weird looking... But I do yeah. know that they are. You just put a spear through their eye, and they're dead. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out. I'm weird looking. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, do, do you, do you come here often? <laughs> yeah. You could kill me real easy. Maybe not even with wanting to. Okay. Number two, the Lambton worm. And when I say worm, it's W. YRM from the northeast of England, a huge serpent-like creature which reconnected its body anytime it was sliced up, much mm. like a worm, and could only be defeated by someone wearing a suit of armor covered in spikes, so that it was chopped up into lots of tiny little chunks <laughs> that would float down the river before they could be healed. Cyclops. Yes. I'm Lizzie. saying monster. That is a monster. Oh, yes. nice. That is a monster. It's an ancient uh, English uh, monster. There is a song about it. I don't know how the song goes, but I have the lyrics in front of me. So I'm just going to sing it to the tune of uh, Wannabe by the English monsters, the Spice Girls. Uh, wish lads hold ye gobs, and I'll tell y'all an awful story. Wish lads hard ye gobs, and I'll tell ya about the worm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Excellent. I'd listen right? to it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> they should uh, they should do a cover. Yeah. Uh, okay, number three, Kasa Obake, or the Licking Umbrella. This is a Japanese creature. Uh, when an umbrella gets old and broken, it turns into a kind of an umbrella ghost with one eye to see, much like a cyclops, uh, one leg to hop around on, and uh, it scares people by licking them. Other than that, harmless. Cyclops. Uh, yes, Lizzie. I spy with my giant eye. Oh, one nice. single right. eye. Monster. That's correct. Yes. It's a real monster. It's a real monster. Lizzie, you know your stuff. You know your uh, Number four. Yeah. You really, really do. You might not have known it, but you do. Number four. Yarama Yahoo. It's a creature from Aboriginal Australian folklore, a little red man who kind of looks like a frog. Uh, He's got suckers on his fingers and toes, uses those suckers to draw blood from people, weakening them so that it can eat them. And then it barfs them up and they slowly turn into another Yarama Yahoo. Uh, uh, Wait, what am I? Bridenstine. (laughs) Bridenstine. 
Yes. Uh, I'm going to say monster because at this point there's a pattern and I feel like that just sounds like a real monster. It does sound like a real monster. It also sounds like that Numa Numa song. Yeah. Yara Mahu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's not. It's not. And I don't think those two things are related to one another at all. Okay. Uh, number five, Les Dents du Sable or the Sand Jaw. From the south of France. Uh, I gotta disembodied say, jaw. Was, Wait, I'm not oh, finished. Disembodied jaw that lives in the dunes of the Mediterranean, has hundreds of sharp, shiny teeth, lurches up from under the sand to shred the bodies of unsuspecting beachgoers. You have a beautiful French accent. Thank you so much. It's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Unsuspe- it's a disembodied jaw that mm-hmm. shreds. Shreds. Like, yeah, you know, with, with like, a guitar. Like, uh, yeah, not like Encino Man. Did okay. Encino Man play the guitar eventually? At some point? I feel like he looked like eventually he did, but I might mm-hmm. be inventing that. Yeah, me too. Okay, Bridenstine. Um, yes, that's monster. Monster. It's just very French. Everything about that. I say monster. Monster. No. Oh. Oh. Producers made that one up. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what it was about it, but I just... but guess. What you mm. didn't? Oh. Uh, number six, Shirime, another Japanese creature. Um, it is <clears throat> an apparition of a man with an eyeball where you would expect his anus to be. Cyclops, yes, as an expert in all things opth- ophthalmological, mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. monsna. That is a monster. <gasps> What? Was, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. According to the the lore, he was seen by a lone samurai who got very scared and ran away. Does he as poop? You might imagine that he would. Does he poop out what? his eyes then? Like, like where is if he has a an See, eye where his anus? Where does he? Yeah, does he just poop out his uh, face holes? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't want to know. I feel like that world building is pretty important to me, so I'm going to do a little yeah. independent okay. research. Well, listen, I'm going to leave you to that. Uh, number seven, Feindir, a creature from Norse mythology. The Feindir was a creature who was part tree and part rabbit, known to seduce men into leaving their wives. Bridenstine. Yes. Monsna. Correct. It's yeah. Fake. Be, uh, Absolutely fake. I feel like uh, the writers uh, put in a little bit of a, a, a clue there by calling it Feindir. Uh, mm-hmm. As in, they've yeah. feigned it. And then also, <laughs> I don't think people would leave their wives for a rabbit, even in Norse times. Well, speak for even yourself. In Norse times, <laughs> even in Norse times. Even if they were very, very uh, flirty. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Volta Medved, or Lightning Bear. This creature from Russian folklore was a huge bear, as big as a hill, some say, uh, which could only be seen during a lightning storm and was known to poison lakes with its urine. <laughs> I love this bear. It's a fun Cyclops. Bear, right? Ooh, yes, Lizzie. I'm going Monsna because I feel that that's, urine that's is actually a disinfectant. Mm. Uh-huh. Well, okay. I mean, for most things, it could, you know, for a big scary bear, it could be something different. But we, but yes, you were right. Our writers made that up. <sighs> and finally, the sea monk, a creature found off the coast of Denmark. This was a sea creature that looked exactly like a human monk wearing a habit. Mm, Brianstein. Yes, man. Monster? Monster is correct. It was first reported in the 16th century, but nowadays people think it was probably just an angelfish. 
Yeah. So there you go. You guys are tied after oh. that round. Three apiece. All right. How well matched you are. I'm sweating. I love it. We're all sweating. Uh, blue lights uh, notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. I can turn them red. Hot. You could turn them red if you wanted to. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? Alexa, Make her submit. Studio red. Yeah. Woo! She does what I say. Oh, boy. Do I love that. Okay. Let's move on to our next round. And to get that next round started, give a listen to this. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. Okay, yeah. That was Bobby Boris Pickett. The Monster Mash, the Halloween classic from 1962. Mm -hmm. So this is a round we are calling Not Just Monster Mash because we would really like to base a whole round on just that one novelty song, but we would get tired of it so quickly. So (laughs) here's a series of questions about different spooky songs, uh, but still including too many questions about the Monster Mash. And as a treat... If the question is not about the Monster Mash, you can get extra points by somehow working the Monster Mash into your answer. So keep your buzz in words at the ready. Now the first one, now that I've said all that, is about the Monster Mash. What position did Monster Mash reach in the Billboard Hot 100 in its year of release, which once again was 1962? So for some context, this was the year Chubby Checker released The Twist. Mm. Uh, Elvis Presley released Can't Help Falling in Love. The Beach Boys released Surf and Safari. So A, did it fail to chart? B, did it reach number 42? C, did it reach number one? Or D, did it reach number two? Bridenstine. Yes, Matt. C, it reached number one. It was a graveyard smash. It was, in fact, a graveyard smash. You know your stuff. It mm. made it to number one the weekend before Halloween. I so mean, no, no Halloween song since has topped it. It just... Uh, no. no one can write as good as Monster Man. Yeah, Thriller no. paled in comparison. Yeah, no one really <laughs> remembers Thriller. Nobody remembers Thriller at all. You say the word Thriller and people are like, oh, You're like well, you mean Monster Mash? That's what people yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what they say to this very day. Uh, yeah, it got to number one. Uh, okay. Number two, which Stephen King novel is also the title of a track by the Ramones? And if that, in fact, if you know it before I read the, the choices, I'll give you two points. So off the top of your head, you don't know. I'm just trying. That's to fine. Think if that's fine. You're young. Yeah. You're young. You're kids. Uh, is it A. Misery? B. Pet Cemetery? C. Needful Things? Or D. Firestarter? Prodigy did Firestarter. <laughs> that's true. What was the, what was Firestarter. C? Wicked Firestarter. Needful Things. I feel like that's I not feel, even a word, really. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but the Ramones were never like my band you know what i mean i i i was like i I appreciated them but i needed something a little bit more blink 182 ish at the time sure yeah 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 that's fine (laughs) everyone compares them you're bold to uh to admit it and uh and i appreciate that but uh i mean (laughs) misery pet cemetery needful things or fire starter they're definitely all stephen king books i love i've read literally all those books um okay but I have not actually heard the Ramones song. Needful Things sounds like a cool song. So I'm going to say Brian Stein, uh, Needful Things. Incorrect, Lizzie, to steal. I'm going B, Pet Cemetery. 
Lizzie, you're so right. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's great. Right. Okay. You're absolutely right. Uh, I don't want to be buried in a pit cemetery. Okay. Uh, I believe I am right. familiar with that. Yeah. That sounds yeah, it's Once it's I hear not, your rendering. Not, yeah. It's not their greatest moment, to be totally honest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number three. I'm going to read you some lyrics from uh, The Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett. And I want you to tell me what comes next. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests include Wolfman, Dracula, and blank. Is it, or actually, do you know off the top of your head? A scary guy with a gun. No, I don't. (laughs) That wasn't my actual guess. That's really... That would be, if they were to update it for our time. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's a modern rendition. Exactly. Yeah. So the guests include Wolfman, Dracula, and blank. Is it his son? A, his son. B, his mom. C, Tim Gunn. Cyclops. <laughs> yes. That's A, his son. His son. Absolutely right. Dracula and his son, who he just doesn't have a name. <laughs> Uh, all right, for number four, have a listen to this. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar, or your sister could turn. <laughs> God, that got on my nerves immediately. Yeah. That was Tim Curry singing a song called Halloween Song. Tim Curry, you know, something of a Halloween hero, known for his performances as Pennywise, Dr. Mm-hmm. Frankenfurter from the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. But what film is he singing that song in? Ooh. Was it? Oh, actually, if you know. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm never going to be able to. You, you, you go, you go, you go, you go. I will okay, know I'll from go, the Matt. choices. I'll go, Matt. Was it A, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? B, The Worst Witch? C, Halloween Town? Or D, Tim Curry's Halloween Adventure 2? I really thought I would know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of did too. You really sold that. I sold myself. Uh, I mean, I How feel far, like the, yeah. the, the Halloween Town one, you know, Tim Curry's, or what was it? Tim Curry's Halloween Adventure movie part two feels a little like, uh-huh. that feels too obvious. Um, that's, a, that's a critique for our writers, and, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll be sure to pass that on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Can you are give you, me what? Are you buzzed in right now officially? I'm not buzzed in. I'm oh, just okay. talking You're to not you. Buzzed in. Okay. No, I've buzzed him right out. I've locked him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, The Worst Witch, Halloween Town, or Tim Curry's Halloween Adventure 2? Cyclops. Yes. I'm going Halloween Town. Incorrect. Matt. Uh, to steal. I'm going, going The Worst Witch. You're right. Who's The Worst Witch? A uh, television film from the UK from 1986. It was set at a boarding school for witches. What a great idea that somebody should have done more with. Yeah. Uh, and does the entire Jim song Curry, ca- kind of follow yeah. that logic of this? Tur- a box turns into oh, a pencil. Do, yes. Do you uh, think that I listened to anything more than that four <laughs> seconds of that song? You're so wrong. Okay. Absolutely incorrect. Okay. You didn't. You weren't curious about what things turn into. I have absolutely no curiosity about that okay. at all. That that itch has been fully scratched to my satisfaction. Um, In The Worst Witch, Tim Curry plays the Grand High Wizard, which sounds clan-like, but I don't think it is. Uh, Okay, number five. Which of these songs did not appear on Bobby Boris Pickett's album, The Original Monster Mash? 
Oh, the oh, I'm sorry. I have to say that. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. No, Jesus. I I didn't re- memorize I just, the track list of that album. Holy shit! Did I just go to a different place? Wow. Maybe, maybe okay. your graveyard smashed. Maybe I'm a graveyard smash. How about that? How about that? Mm. Um, okay. So, which of these songs did not appear on Bobby Boris Pickett's album, The Original Monster Mash? A. Transylvania Twist. B. Irresistible Igor. C. Me and My Mummy. D, the Batusi, or E, trick question, they actually all appeared on the album. Wow, I love the name of the song, Irresistible Igor. Yeah, That's yeah. such a good title, but it also feels like it might not be real. It's almost too good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too good for the 60s. Irresistible Igor. And Igor is the assistant to... Frankenstein. The secretary of state to Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Igor, wow. He's like, he's he's like his best friend. <laughs> I think they're best friends, too. Unpaid intern. Yeah, no, I think they, they, get, they seem to get along pretty well. Yeah. So, Lizzie, is that your guess? I mean, I'm not going to kick it out of bed, nor would I kick out <laughs> Igor. Hey, so, I, no. I'm just going to... He aims to please. Coming, master. That's what he would hey, say. <laughs> that's what he would say. <laughs> Cyclops? <laughs> yes. Irresistible Igor. Incorrect. Oh. Matt to steal. Uh, I've. Mm, all, all of the above. They're all on there. You're both wrong. The oh. Batusi was oh. not on the album. The Batusi was a dance invented for the 1966 Batman TV series. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, to coincide with the 2016 Paul Feig reboot of Ghostbusters, who covered Ray Parker Jr.'s, now the script says classic song, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that I don't <laughs> agree with that assessment. Uh, that is right. I think it is, oh. yeah, I think it is uh, a plague of a song. But uh, actually, if you know off the top of your head uh, who it was. Mm. No, then, Okay. Trying to imagine B- Billie Eilish singing "Busted" makes me feel good, and it's not. Oh man! I don't think she. I think I would remember it if it was her who did it. But it, yeah. weren't there two Ghostbusters song? Wasn't there one with a rap in it? Found out about. Well, that legal. was from two. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. people tried to battle my boys. That's <laughs> not legal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that was from Ghostbusters two. That was uh, on Okay. On our own from Ghostbusters. That so I consider this is a classic. Control. Hmm? That I consider a classic. Yeah, no, I do too. I do too. So actually, since you can't name it off the top of your head, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, give you some uh, some choices. Some schwa. Uh, a, Fall Out Boy featuring Missy Elliott. B, Katy Perry featuring Kesha. Mm. C, Adele featuring uh, Eve. Or D, Pink featuring Flo Rida. Oh. <gasps> mm. Brian Stein. Yeah. God, I thought it was I thought it was Katy Perry. I think it's Katy Perry featuring um K- uh Katy Perry's friend. Okay, Kesha. Kesha, that's it. Kesha. Yeah. Incorrect. Lizzie to steal. Cyclops. Yes. Is seeing only D. Pink featuring Flo Rida. Uh-huh. Incorrect. It was Fallout Boy featuring Missy Elliott. Wow, that, yeah. I thought that was the I thought that was the joke 
answer. Mm, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, that. <laughs> no, that's real. Sometimes shit like like when everyone on the internet was talking about Fall Out Boy doing "We Didn't Start the Fire," I just thought that was a joke. I really yeah. thought that was a joke. Yeah, For like six weeks, I thought that was a joke, and then they actually did it. I'm again never going to listen to it. I'm impressed it by their thing. by their repertoire. Yeah, yeah. I like their, yeah. They've got a diverse lineup of covers of songs yeah. that I didn't like the original of. Yeah, that really should have stayed in the mm-hmm. 1980s. Uh, we have a clip. If you want it, let's hear We it, have to. I guess. Oh. Oh, can't. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh my god, it was so much worse than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was it was a thousand times worse. I actually was hoping it was going to be like kind of a emo uh rock throwback or something, but that was just that was an updated Fallout boy Ugh. doing a pop 2015 era version yeah. of that song. Everything about yeah. that uh should be erased from the public consciousness. It's an insult yeah, to Slimer yeah. and his it is. family. It is. Yeah, it is his whole family. It brings shame upon his whole family. May it, it is wash like, through us. Yeah, it's like you went. It's like I opened uh, a, like an AI song generator yes. and asked it, like, "What? What don't I want?" Yeah, and that's yeah, that's what and it asked it to kill you. Yes, yeah. yeah. Would you please kill me slowly? Uh, okay. And number seven, in 1985, Bobby Pickett released what song in an attempt to keep up with the times? A, Monster Mashup, B, Monster Rap, C, Monster Punk, D, Mash, I Made a New Wave Monster. Oh, God. They're all plausible. (laughs) All plausible. All very plausible. Oh, man. I kind of want to hear the new wave monster song. I hope that's real. I hope he made a new wave monster, but I don't think Bridenstine. I think it's. Uh, I think he made a monster rap. It just feels right. I mean, if Monster Mash originally felt like a rap, so you know. Yeah. Guess what? Nineteen eighty-five monster rap. Yes. By Bobby Pickett. Uh, let's have a listen to it. Might as well. It's just the same song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Now, now, don't be. Stop this foolishness. That was a joke, right? Nicki Minaj from the Monster song. Uh, Okay. Uh, No, this right here (laughs) is Bobby Pickett's Monster Rap. The kites went up without a hitch, then Igor screamed. Gold came down, his head went zap. Now he's doing the Monster Rap. Oh. Shock the body. Shock the body, body. Shock the body. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I don't I'm hate it. I'm enjoying it. It's very of its time. Yeah. It's very of its time. Yeah. It I and again, I haven't listened to the whole thing and I won't, but I there's a hundred percent chance that somebody says their name and what they're there to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's that's it's that era. There to do something monstrous in a monstrous way, I assume. In a monstrous way. Yeah, yeah. in a monstrous way. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Okay. <clears throat> Number eight, what did Bobby Boris Pickett do in 1993, which links him forever with Taylor Swift? Ooh. What was Taylor Swift doing in 1993, being four? Right? Well, I didn't, I didn't say that she did anything in 1993. Oh, oh, he did oh, something. Oh. 
that oh, links him with her story. Uh, Go ahead. Re-recorded Monster Mash and made Bobby's version. Guess what? Yes, what? he did. He did. He recorded a perfect copy of the original Monster Mash because he didn't own the rights to the master of the original. Oh, that's he amazing. Wow. Version, but he did. Great he guess, Bridenstine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. The, yeah. I love that the, in this podcast is mostly just going to be promoting Mike Bridenstine and no one's yeah. going to remember. I'm mad he deserves that. He deserves mm-hmm. it. He does deserve it. He's sure been working does hard. He's he sure hard. does deserve it. He works so hard. Oh, that dude. Uh, uh, all right. At the end of that yeah. round, Matt has taken the lead with seven. Lizzie and her one eye have five points. Oh, my mm. goodness. We're take, yeah, we're, but it's very close. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the science of cosmic rays, the morals of art forgery, and whether or not fish can drown. Any questions? Yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast Let's Learn Everything. Where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) It's autumn. It's sweater weather. It's it's windbreaker weather. It's Juliana Hatfield and the Lemonheads and Buffalo Tom weather. And it's also factor weather. Fuel up fast this fall with factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It'll save you time. You will stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. And you will eat well. Take my word for it. Oh my goodness, the autumny flavors that we're getting this month. Cranberry pecan chicken, apple Dijon pork chops. Mm. Factor's meals are fresh, they are never frozen, and they're ready in just two minutes. So all you gotta do is heat them up and enjoy, and then get back to crushing your goals. You can take a little break in between eating the yummy meal and crushing the goals if you want to. They didn't say it, but I do. Choose from 35-plus weekly, flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your specific meal preferences. All ready to eat, like I said, in just two minutes. Pop them in the microwave, and you are ready to go. They will satisfy your fall cravings during a very busy season and without all of the hassle. I'm a big fan of Factor. It makes it so easy. Around lunchtime, often I'm a little hungry. When I get a little hungry, what I do is I, I make something that is probably not so good for me. Uh, I will like make a big gross sandwich or, you know, what I like a bagel and cream cheese. You know, these are all good things, you know, unless you're watching your carbs, which I am. So with Factor, I have a delicious meal. I pick one, I put it in the microwave and I am ready. Head to factormeals.com slash troubledwaters50 and use code troubledwaters50 to get 50% off. That is code troubledwaters50 at factormeals.com slash troubledwaters50 to get yourself 50% off. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Matt Lieb and Lizzie Cooperman. Our next round is called Monsters of Lethargy. One of our favorite things to celebrate on this show is the way that movies or TV shows will 
released slowed down versions of popular songs to make them sound extra creepy. This is, it's like it happens in trailers for shit all the time. Drives me nuts. Uh, but as of the time that our writers were, uh, working on this script, the AMPTP, the real monsters, am I right? Have still not closed (laughs) on a fair deal for SAG after us. So we cannot really talk about any movies or shows, uh, if we want to be strike compliant. So we just decided to make some creepy slowed down versions of songs ourselves because we can it's the future. We all got Garage Band, and it's fun to play with. So, because it is the season of the novelty monster song, we'll play you a series of clips of monster songs, slowed down to make them even spookier and more incomprehensible. And then you'll have to buzz in and tell us what monster the song clip was about. Got it? Love it. Great. Perfect. Let's listen to the first one. Cyclops. Oh, yes. A werewolf. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Wow, you even really remember the format of the game. Okay, excellent. Uh, all right, you're now tied seven apiece. Oh. Number two. Brian Stein. Yes. Was that not a backwards version of Ghostbusters plan? Uh, that was some kind of chopped and screwed version of uh, Ghostbusters that was playing there. Yes. So, so that ghosts. That was the Ghostbusters theme. Ghosts. Yeah, right. Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You guys are actually remembering the format of this game much better than I am. Uh, and as a special Halloween treat just for me, the writers have isolated the chorus so that I can hear my favorite Ghostbusters backup singer. Th- this song is only good for this one backup singer. Let's hear her. Right. She's so into she's, it. She's, she's having so the most fun. Oh, she's absolutely having the most fun in there. And like and she'll you know, she'll remember it fondly at this uh, time of year every year. And so will her kids and grandkids and then we'll never stop hearing about it. Number three. This is my kingdom come. This is my kingdom come. I'm I'm I've heard the song, but sure. I feel like it was in an epic car commercial. I don't. Interesting. I've, you know, first we were Five, too young four, for one thing, and now three. we're not young enough to right. know what oh that Kingdom <laughs> Come song is about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Yes. They have a, so they've got a kingdom. Yeah. Okay, so we've got coming. that clue. Maybe. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I'm just going to. Cyclops in with mm-hmm. vampire. Incorrect. Okay. Do you want to give it a go, Matt? I mean, you don't. You don't. It won't cost you nothing. Um, uh, kingdom What's the fuck? I don't know. It, it's about uh, like uh, bats. Just flap, flap. It's not. Bats. It's not. It's a. It's apparent. It's a song called "Demons" by Imagine Dragons. So oh. I actually would have taken either demons or dragons. Okay. Uh, or the terrifying imagination of a child. Uh, Imagine Dragons, mm. a band that um, if you play their songs loudly enough, a CrossFit gym will just appear <laughs> around you. Um, okay, number four. 
Bridenstine. Yes, snap. Zombies. Matt. Zombie yeah. by the cranberries. That's right. There you go. I love well, love the done. cranberries. Who doesn't love the cranberries? In the autumn? Come on. They're so uh, Next. Yes. I know this. Mm-hmm. I know it's killing me. This, this is um oh it's um I know who I know who it's by. Okay. That's something. <laughs> oh my god. Oh oh Cyclops. Oh oh yeah. Witch. <sighs> Season, Season of, of the Witch. That's it. We oh my goodness. By by is Lana it? Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, <laughs> and now I can't remember. Honestly, it's season of the witch. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm at a loss. Uh, I feel it's, it's okay. that it, I'm disrespecting no, so women so by the spooky weather bin. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, Donovan. Oh, Donovan. Okay, so there you go. Wow. Uh, all right, let's shake that off and move on to the next one. Cyclops. Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought for a second that was Thriller. But I don't really know who Thriller addresses. Creatures of the night. So I might have to even... Can I retract my buzz? Well... I don't even... I mean, is that your guess? Oh, my God. I'm looking in the chat right now. Cyclopses were known for their great strength. I feel like I'm not demonstrating that. Well, their ability of craftsmanship. I just could have crafted maybe, an answer. What if you just What if you just fucking believe in yourself? Okay. What thank you. That? Okay. What Creatures if, of the Night. You, you know what? You're absolutely right. Creatures of the Night. That was Thriller by Michael Jackson. Wow. Yes. Creatures of the Night and all kinds oh, of other spooky excellent. things. Excellent. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. You you you, wow, you almost like retracted your correct answer on two counts I mean, there. Wow. Honestly, the human drama of Troubled Waters, it's true. It's like it is. It's unreal. It's wild. Uh the the belief that people find in themselves, it's like it's I don't know. It's really inspiring. I, I like that you overcame your imposter syndrome in front of yeah. us. Yeah. Thank you. I right really yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on time. Right on time. We're plumbing the decks. Let's hear the, let's hear the next one. Cyclops. I forgot my guy. Lizzie. The Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. The Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Well done. Point to you. Point to you. What a sight to see. All right. At the end of that round, Lizzie has taken the lead with 10. Matt right behind with nine. I can't believe it. We have a game. Boy, do we have a game as we head into our final round, which we will after this short break. Hi, I'm Stacy Molsky, Director of Business Operations, and I'm here with my fellow worker-owner, Richard Roby, producer. This week for Co-Optober, we'll be highlighting other co-ops who work in the arts. The past few years have been challenging for all kinds of creative industries. We at MaxFun believe that co-ops are better suited to meet these challenges, and there are a lot of other companies who feel the same way. 
So all this week on our social media and website, we'll be sharing interviews with some of our fellow co-ops. And head to our YouTube channel Friday, October 20th, where we'll be talking with worker owners from other creative co-ops about why the model works for them. And next week is Volunteer Week. Learn how you can participate in that and get details on exclusive merch, our live streams, and other Co-Optober happenings at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. And welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your terrifying host, Dave Holmes. With us are Matt Lieb and Lizzie Cooperman. It is now time for a game we are calling The Real Monster is the Friends We Made Along the Way. Oh. And we've had a lot of fun talking about monsters today. But what if, instead of talking about monsters, we talked to monsters? Mm. Tired of living in fear of our undead, reanimated, lycanthropic compatriots. And I think there has to be a way for us to put our very natural fears of getting eaten up aside mm. and just have vibes, just have good vibes. So for this round, I'm going to give each of you a different monster. You will have 90 seconds to give me your suggestions on how I can make friends with that monster. Let me know some ways that I can help set aside differences. Mm. Uh, let me know some ways to get uh, to set some healthy boundaries. Um, you know, friendship. So, Matt Lee, because you were a little bit behind, I'm going to have you go first. I want you to tell me mm -hmm. how I can make friends with a werewolf. I have a werewolf coworker. I'm honestly afraid I'm going to say something that's just going to make him lose it, you know? Right. Yeah. So, Matt, you got 90 seconds. Let's have it. Okay. So, the first thing you need to know about werewolves is um, during the day, they're just regular people just like you and me. Um, but then at night that and the full moon happens that's the mm. point at which you're trying to make friends with that werewolf so um yeah, why is that? well because uh that's when they're the most uh unfriendly let's say so oh, uh you, because they turn into uh to wolves right so mm -hmm. the first thing you want to do is you want to keep some raw beef uh in your pockets like little little sure. tiny little tiny guys you can get them at any mm -hmm. petco um, mm -hmm. Just so when they turn okay. as that werewolf, you can just throw it at them if they start trying to attack you. Um, just I so see. you got to, you know, throw them off a little bit. Uh, the second thing I would do, and for any dog owner, we all know this. Um, you have to get um, one of them uh, collars that is a choke is a choke collar. So choke, as soon as they're eating collar. the little tiny treats, you got to throw that choke collar on them just to make sure that they if they try, you know, anything that they, you know, you can mm -hmm. just pull them away. Um, when they're trusted with little bits of meat, then put the a choke little little bits of meat choke mm -hmm. collar, uh, and then finally um, long walks. Really, just ah. just just walking around. You want to tire them out. Take them apart. Yeah. If you have some tennis balls, bring those as well. Throw the tennis balls, um, and then you know if if they come back with that ball, then you know you've made a friend for life. Okay, that's cool. What about though when he tries to eat my face and heart? Like, what about those times? Well, then, I mean, at, the, at that point, I would say after the tennis balls and the little bits of meat, if he's still trying to eat your face, then mm -hmm. you perhaps have not been that great of a friend. So I would kind of put that oh. on you so. to, uh, you know, try harder, maybe more tennis balls, uh, okay. maybe a Frisbee, get a Frisbee oh, going. A Frisbee. I would okay. also suggest making other werewolf friends. Oh. Um and having them also be there so that sometimes when two dogs see each other, they roll around, they have fun, and then they might forget. Or they 
could end up like a pack and all uh, eat you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a, that's a risk I'm willing to take, Dave. So it's it's fraught. It's a it's a it's a high degree of difficulty. Oh, it's hard. Uh, no one ever said it was it. easy to make friends. Friendship's worth it in the end. You've raised some very valuable points, uh, and you've plugged Petco, who are mm. of course a longtime sponsor. That's of right. Waters. Uh, so six points to you. That brings your score up to fifteen. Uh, all right, Lizzie Cooperman, you tell me how I can become super besties with a vampire. I am 90% sure one of my neighbors is a vampire. She could also just be goth, but some of the signs are there. So what do I do to tell her that she is safe with me? Your time starts now. So something you should know about vampires is they're very interested in decor. You want to start decorating with a palette of reds, blacks. Go on Pinterest Draw some inspiration from, you know, there, there used to be a store called Z Gallery that was very decadent. You want to start using kind of decadent language like the boudoir. Mm. It's kind of words that kind of flow. Vampires love that. Um, also, another thing of, that a vampire loves is someone to accompany them to their Invisalign appointments. Mm. Vampires. They have a lot of issues with their teeth and they're very vain. And so they kind of need support because everyone thinks they're born that way. They should already look this way. But if you can say it's okay, a lot of vampires are getting, you know, even their teeth zoom whitening. Tell them it's okay because, you know, coffee stains the teeth. Tea stains the teeth. So does blood. So you want to just... Encourage them and support them through their tooth enamel journey. Um, Mm. That's very important. And um, you also around them something they love and will keep them kind of interested in you is showing the decolletage. Yeah, put it out there. Consider necklines. A sweet, they love a sweetheart neckline. Yeah. They love something off the shoulder. It's all about decadence, kind of bringing them in. Also, if they come over, give them, it doesn't have to be blood. It can be V8 juice, to be honest, mm. to set their morning straight. Just show them. Yeah, show them you're thinking of them. And exactly. Their needs. Exactly. So yeah. it's very much about the aesthetic and, and it's it's a very sensory experience of the vampire community. And I actually teach wow. a class on this Tuesdays and Thursdays at the Jewish Community <laughs> I Center. Love I love it. <laughs> Lizzie Cooperman, what an answer. My God, you really took me on a sensual journey uh, all the way to Z Gallery. I had totally <laughs> forgotten about that place. Wow. That is a six-point answer. That means you have 16 points. Matt, you have 15. Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, I am going to dock you two points, though, because I already decided it would be really funny if Mike Bridenstine were the winning monster in this episode. <laughs> so, unfortunately... 15 to 14, Mike Bridenstine is our winner. Oh, way to go, Mike. I'm I'm so Mike. shocked and so happy to win this for Mike. Uh, I hope that his his book is selling. I, I, I hope it sells even more now that he is the winner of this game. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here as uh, his avatar. I love it. My, I my single love. eye is spinning around my head with joy right now. 
It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wins, especially Mike Bridenstine and his victims. Uh, okay. So now it is time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on and then to offset the ego karma. Tell us about something someone else made that you want the world to know about. Lizzie, we'll start with you. Something someone else made. There's yeah, something you're doing and then something someone else made. Oh, excellent. Okay. Something I'm yeah. doing. Well, guess what? Halloween is coming. What, what a great time for a tarot reading. Mm. Okay, that's and fantastic. I do those over Zoom. You can go to lizziecooperman.com. You can also see all my shows listed there. The aforementioned show at UCB is October 17th. I have a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles. I'm in Portland at the end of November. But the tarot readings, you're going to need one because this is a perfect time to kind of draw in that perfect that spirit energy, the spiritual yeah. energy. Yeah. And Love it. Yes, Mike Bridenstine's book. I also read a fantastic book by Amanda Owen called The Power of Receiving that um, ushered in some new concepts for me that I really have been enjoying and have been helping me out. Nice. Thank you, Lizzie. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, yeah, I uh, would like to plug uh, my TV rewatch podcast, Pod Yourself a gun a uh, it's a both a sopranos rewatch uh and a the wires the wire rewatch we just we finished all sopranos so now we're into about the fourth season of the wire awesome. so check Ooh. that out it's a lot of fun to listen to even if you haven't seen either of the shows uh yeah uh and i would like to uh, of course pl- plug mike bridenstine's book the perfect amount of wrong uh which is uh a Let's see what it says here. Uh, the rise of alt comedy on Chicago's North Side. So it's about that. Um, check that out. Uh, I would also like to plug a uh, great podcast that my my wife does called The Habituation Room. Uh, ah. And it's, uh, it's a very good uh, comedy and politics podcast. So check that out. And uh, hey. yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Right on. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Dave Holmes. Um, I have uh, the, uh, the Friday 40 is coming back. If you're in Los Angeles, we are doing the Lyric Hyperion Theater on November the 10th uh, with special guest contestants Jordan Morris, Max Fun favorite, uh, Karen Kilgariff, global superstar. Um, at the Lyric Hyperion, Friday, November 10th, 7.30 p.m. Come on out. And something someone else made that i want the world to know about uh i there's a singer songwriter who i really love named matt susich s-u-c-i-c-h he has a new album out called holy smokes which is on my office turntable right now it's perfect autumn music so get it all right matt lee lizzie cooperman thank you so much for playing uh troubled waters it has been so nice to have you this has been a, a true joy in a spooky season And you there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. You have been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Matt Lieb. Make a noise. Hey. Lizzie Cooperman. Oh. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Laura Swisher and 30th birthday boy, Christian Duenas. Hey. Happy birthday hey to you. you. Mm. Uh, we love you. Bye.
Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.